Welcome back to the City of Palms podcast, episode 28. We're here with Stephen Gabriel, a tattoo artist um, who just recently moved down here, right? Yes, sir. So where'd you, you came from Pensacola originally or? No, no, I was living in uh, Pensacola just prior. I was there for about six years, uh, originally from Rhode Island. And uh, I ended up joining the military out of high school. And so that's why I ended up in Pensacola as my my last duty station and then I met my wife there so I what? stayed yeah now I'm, I moved down here uh to be closer to my parents and now I'm starting the private studio doing my own thing so oh, yeah. yeah that's awesome so what uh you're in the army no I was in the navy for the navy five years yeah wow that's crazy dude. yeah dude that's dude I like that Hell yeah. thanks <laughs> that's sick yeah. um and how was that like or I mean if you want to if you want to talk on that I've never really um that's someone who did some time like that yeah it was a it was a good experience i'll say that it it really um establishes your life in a in a different way like i feel like i i was pushed far past the group the age group that i was in because of that because you don't have time to like mature at a normal rate like you're forced into it you know and so i was put in a position to where it's you know, you have to do what they're doing and you have to meet the requirements of that. And so uh, just the benefits and everything of having done that as soon as it was over. Um, it's like, you know, you're going to find a job somewhere. You're going you're gonna to have opportunities that you wouldn't otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole the whole thing itself, I, I did the five just because I realized it really wasn't for me. I'm kind of like a too much of a free spirit or a free thinker um to and too creative to kind of fit with the mm-hmm. just do what you're told and, and go that route but um i did enough and i did it the right way to where i could leave honorably and and have those benefits available to me rather than you know trying to get out some some shitty way you know yeah, yeah. but uh i did it the right way and then uh, i was glad that i finished it and then five was enough for me, and I couldn't do the full 20, so I got out. And luckily, during that time, I had started um, learning how to tattoo. I started an apprenticeship on my off days, because I worked military police, or like the Navy's version of military police. And uh, my off days, I usually had like two or three per week, and I would go up to the shop. Um, I would started getting my leg tattooed, and the guy's name's Big John. I asked him, what, you know, how'd you get into this? Because I was trying to use my GI Bill. And he's like, you don't got to go to school. You know, so I hate school too. And I was like, that's perfect. So I started it. And then yeah, after it took about two and a half years to complete an apprenticeship, but I did it. And then I just kind of fell into a, a career doing it. Yeah. So were you tattooing in the Navy? Um, I was basically just doing apprenticeship non-paid tattoos so i wasn't collecting off of it or anything um but i was getting experience under my under my belt after probably about a year into the apprenticeship i started tattooing and then you kind of just learn on skin at a certain point so Mm -hmm. yeah there's not really much you can do you have to dive into it you know yeah Yeah. that's why i like the first one i ever did it was not good (laughs) yeah and uh what was it uh, it was like the outline of a pig's head with like chef, um, like butcher knives. Uh, the guy was a chef. And so he asked me, just come up with something cool. I'll let you do whatever. And it was my boss's friend. So he was kind of, he was already in the loop and was cool about it. Um, 
So I drew it up and I was like super stoked on the, the outcome of the drawing. And I was like, oh, I'm going to kill it, you know, super overconfident, <laughs> cocky almost. And uh, that's why he wanted me to do it to kind of reduce my ego a little bit. And uh, so I, I tattooed it and it was on his ribs too, which terrible spots to tattoo, especially for your first time. You oh, know, there, there's so much, so many factors that go into that. But um, I did it and it was just like. I mean, shaky lines, lines missing, you know, stuff like that. It was brutal. And it took me probably an outline that probably would have taken an hour normally, maybe hour and a half. It took me like three to four, I think. It Dang. was brutal. Yeah. So are there any, like, because a lot of us know the challenges that sort of go into tattooing just on a basic level. But as you got into it, were there more challenges that you didn't even think about that kind of like threw you off as you were learning absolutely well the biggest thing is that like I, I didn't even really know how to draw when I started that's the first hurdle like I've always appreciated art um, from early on I loved graffiti and just you know certain types of street art like that and I would always sketch in my notebooks but um, I had no foundation for art so Crazy. when I started I drew every day for like about two years I drew every day for like four hours um and at some point around that two-year mark it just clicked um but it, it just the like the aspects of art that you don't know or that you don't think about where like a tattooer might see you know 50 colors in a thing you know generally you'd see like oh, okay it's you know two colors there you know but you start to see all those things the details of realism stuff like that um and then to me, tattooing is like more of a science than anything because there's so many like skin types, uh, the reaction of the skin, the age of the, there's certain things. It's like, I, I didn't expect it all. I thought it was just, okay, you, you put it on and you tattoo it and that's it, you know, but, um, yeah, it, it was not the sim simplicity that I thought it would be. It was very, very in depth and I'm still, I mean, I think anybody who says they're done learning, you know, obviously they're probably plateaued but yeah. i'm still learning something every time i tattoo and it's never just like not that i'm not comfortable doing it but i'll never say it's like a cakewalk to where i'm like okay i'm just you know i'm not gonna think at all about this and go in blindly like everything i study exactly what needs to be done and everything is individual to the person so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, i know everyone's got their own techniques when it comes to being a tattoo artist but is like are there certain things you've developed as you've like got your kind of kit together? Like, like do people mix their own colors usually, or is it usually like you buy a color and then like you need a different shade of the color, buy a different shade of the color from the same brand? So there, there are people, um, and I think I don't want to generalize, but I know a lot more of the traditional tattooers and stuff like that will mix their own colors more. So at least that's what I've seen in my experience. Um, and there's a lot of, black and gray artists that will mix their own gray washes because it's just what they do. They, they can achieve their own um, mixes comfortably. For me, I, I prefer the presets because I know exactly how it's going to heal every time yeah. because it's the same consistency and I, and I go with the best brands that I can. Um, so I know that the consistency is going to be there and it's kind of just peace of mind for me to where I'm not like sitting there trying to mix my own gray and then testing it out and going back and forth like that. It, it's like peace of mind and it takes a, a lot less time for me to 
to get into it and do it correctly because I know what the outcome is going to be, you know? Mm -hmm. I've never asked uh, a tattoo artist, is it, as far as the safety aspect, is that something that you get pretty confident with quickly? Like, are you confident now to, because you've been doing it long enough to where when it comes to like sanitation and infection and stuff like that, like, is there, or is that something that you just always deal with as an artist to always kind of be like a little, I guess it depends on the person and how nervous you get about that sort of stuff. Yeah, so I have met people that are not, you know, very nervous about that and they, they, uh, they get careless a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's only, only been a few thankfully, but, um, for me, like I'm super compulsive about the process, you know, if you're not going to do it right, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. And I'm like almost paranoid to where it's like, you got to treat everybody as if you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a doctor's office. You gotta treat them as if okay, this could be a worst case scenario. You know, everything, and you have to go completely by the book. So I make sure sanitation is a hundred percent. Barriers that I lay down, everything's covered. You know, um, some people I'll see not use like machine bags and stuff and try to mat aside it afterwards yeah. or anything. I, just, I cover everything, yeah. and I'm I'm super uh, excuse me super compulsive about it because. That's, you know, one thing go wrong. That's, that's your whole reputation, your whole career yeah, downhill, yeah. you know, and I don't ever want to experience that or even put myself or somebody else in that position to where, you know, something could happen, even like an infection or something. Yeah, and so I, that's, um, that's my top priority. Definitely. And as a recipient of a tattoo, some people complain about like, why is it so expensive though? Like it's so expensive. Blah, blah, blah. And like they try to go cheap yeah, routes. Yeah. Every person I have ever met that goes a cheap route and they're like, yo, I got a deal. Like guy's only going to do it for a hundred. I'm like, every time it doesn't turn out that good. Or like I, I just, as someone who likes getting tattoos, I would just get sketched out. Cause like part of the cost is the fact that there's so much that goes into it, you know, not only on an artist's perspective, but like, you know, sanitation and like it's a professional setting, you know, like it, and it's gotta cost that much. You know For I mean? sure, yeah, um, and that's a really good point, and that's something that needs to be discussed, and I would hope that gets widespread because, <laughs> uh, and it's funny you brought that up because yesterday I got two calls for the Friday the 13th, like $13 tattoo deals, I'm not yeah. even open yet, you know, so <laughs> so it, um, I was laughing about that, but um, a good tattoo is not cheap, and a cheap tattoo is not good. That's yeah. what we always say. And it's true. Um, the reason it costs so much is because usually the supplies and everything you use is the more expensive brands. So your setup costs a little more. Not that it's anything crazy, but it does. Um, the time and thought that go into it is different than that of, say, you know, just a, a cheap flash artist somewhere. Not to say that flash art is a bad thing, but. I was taught early on there's a difference between a tattooer and an artist and a tattooer anybody can learn the techniques of how to tattoo or I'd say most anybody could um, to where you could apply ink into the skin and you could produce a tattoo mm -hmm. but when it gets into the art aspect where you you know you do color studies or reference studies hours and hours before the tattoo or the night before you're staying up and doing all those things and we don't charge for that but it gets to a point where you feel that's deserved in your hourly rate because of how much effort and, and artistry that you're putting into it it's not just 
for me uh, a business. It's it's my livelihood, you know. Yeah. And so I, I feel I've undercut myself for a majority of it. And just now I'm really feeling like I'm getting into the point where I'm I'm charging what I feel I'm worth. And I, I won't settle for less than that. In certain circumstances, I'll, I'll make adjustments, but I'm going to stick to it because I know the quality that I'm putting out and what you're going to have for life. It's not, you know, six months, it's gone. You have it forever. So that's a big part of it too, which I feel people don't really understand. You know, I see people get, um, microblading is one that, that I've seen where, a customer will come in, say they got that done, and they spend, you know, four or five, however much that costs, and it needs to be, or I think it goes away in six months or something like that, but then they'll try to undercut you on a tattoo. And it's like, well, you're going to have this forever. How, why would you, that's so backwards, you know? But, um, yeah, I think that's something that, and I don't know if it ever will. I don't know if that point will get across because no matter how many, I've been in the industry for six years now, and I don't know um that that's ever changed like I'm co- i've been constantly trying to get undercut on yeah. stuff and i mean it's just the the way it works i guess yeah and it's like when people i have people because i work in the public people ask me all the time how much i paid for mine and when i tell them they always are just like oh and they like walk away because it yeah. is a lot but it's like yeah. I, I would pay more because it was it took hours and hours and hours of that artist's time and planning and not only that but it came out really well so like you know, I have no complaints at all for what I paid. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And another thing that I think I brought this up with Colin, but I, another thing that I think a lot of people who want tattoos don't consider is how it is an art, you know, and you, like you said, there's a difference between someone being a tattooer and an artist, because I think, I don't know if you deal with this a lot, but like people come oftentimes to tattoo places and they'll have like a design already picked out that they want the artist to do when they yeah. don't consider kind of like what style that artist does or like, or even if the artist wants to do it. Cause like, you know, money's money and it's like taking exactly. a commission as a painter, like you're going to make money and that's why you do commissions. But if you're not stoked on it or you're not like rad about whatever, it's like, I guess some artists might be different than others. They might just do whatever, but are you someone who might, have you ever had a circumstance where you've seen someone bring something to you? Like maybe they wanted like, I don't know, Hello Kitty or something like you, maybe you just weren't really stoked on and you had to kind of turn them down or like suggest a way that you would want to do it and they weren't down for it. Yeah, absolutely. And first off, I want to say like looking at your arm, that's super clean. So who, who did that? His name's uh, Colin Orion. His tattoo name is Colin Zero. Awesome. Yeah, that looks great, man. Um, Shout out Colin. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely been circumstances where like so pinterest is a big thing where people bring in images off there and i don't ever like to recreate something that someone else has done yeah it's it's just not a good thing it's like kind of an honor system um in tattooing to where you're not gonna take and steal somebody's artwork because they already did that they came up with it um and so i will always try to steer someone to an original unique design even if we change 10 percent of the image something needs to be changed to make it unique to you um a lot of people don't want to hear that you know but i always will try and steer them to that and there are certain styles and and things to where um i will recommend even go look at another shop or um at the last shop i was at a place called ink sane asylum in pensacola shout out to them great shop um i was working with Brandon, the owner, and Chris, my coworker, 
Uh, now there's uh, another guy up there, Gavin, and they just hired someone else. I can't remember his name, but uh, great guys. And they have their specific styles. And I would easily recommend somebody to them if I didn't feel comfortable doing it. My, my specialties or what I feel are my specialties are black and gray realism and custom lettering. And um, I, I feel well-rounded in other aspects, but I, I would very easily say, well, this is for Chris or, you know, or Brandon. And if you don't feel that way, then, you know, go look around. I have no problem sending them to another shop. And if you feel that the quality is no different and it's a lower price or whatever, go there. You know, I'm not, I'm not in it for the money. I have to pay bills obviously, but, um, I'd rather see somebody happy and walk away with a, a tattoo that they're going to love forever and not, yeah. not get it and then say, Oh, well, you know, they ruined me and now they're going to post all about it on social media and leave a one star and stuff, you yeah. know, so. Yeah, because it's going to be on them for the rest of their life. Exactly. Yeah. And that everybody sees it. I mean, I'm sure. Where where do you go where someone doesn't ask you about your tattoo? Right. Nowhere. <laughs> Nowhere. Nowhere. And, and that's, that's the thing. And because even though it's a common, I'd say more common to have one than not now, um, people are still, it still has shock value mm-hmm, for some yeah. reason. And so. Yeah, if you do one bad thing or something that you're not stoked on, like you were saying, um, yeah, it's, it's not going to turn out well. And, and there's definitely been times even where later in the night, because we would close at 9 up there, um, people would walk in at like 8.30 looking for a big piece, three or four hour piece. And I'd say, you know, listen, I, I'm pretty burnt out from the day. I'm not going to, if I started this, I wouldn't be giving you 100% of myself and I can't do that. So let's reschedule for tomorrow, you know, or something like that. And, uh, and sometimes you lose them. Sometimes they come back, but either way, I know at the end of the day, like, uh, my integrity still intact. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm happy with that, you know? Okay. So do you have, uh, what's your like general rundown? If you get someone who's never had a tattoo before and like, maybe they're a little nervous, like, do you have kind of like a handful of bullet points you kind of go over with them to make them feel a little more comfortable? Absolutely. I, I even typed out a whole page on my website for this too. So wow. um, you can check that out on catharsistattoo.com. Um, but basically, first thing I usually get asked is the pain. What's it like? It's individual to everybody. I never lie to somebody. Every tattoo I've gotten is hurt. There's not been one that I sit and say, oh, I fell asleep. Or, and if somebody says they fell asleep during something, usually it's not true. Uh, I've only seen one person in six years ever fall asleep. Um, and, uh, it's individual, depends on the spot, um, anywhere you get closer to like your joints, usually there's higher nerve, uh, nerve counts, you know, and so more painful in those areas, certain things like that. Um, always eat before you get tattooed, um, your blood sugar levels can drop. I've had tons of people pass out on me during tattoos. It's not uncommon. Um have something to distract your mind um i I don't allow people to bring like huge groups of people but uh i allow up to three people per customer to come with you just as conversation you know because i I don't talk much during tattoos i get hyper focused on it um just be prepared you know be mentally prepared to sit there uh don't move a lot don't try and take a ton of breaks because generally it hurts worse when you come back from a yeah, break. Um, and also it just takes longer. Um, be mindful that a piece could take multiple sessions if it's bigger. Uh, a lot of people 
tend to want it all done at once, but you know, you can't do a half sleeve in a day usually, or at least I can't. I'm a slower tattooer. Um, pretty much it. I mean, I, I can't remember really all the points I touched on on there. That's why I typed it out when I remembered them. But yeah, it's just uh, I just try to ease the mind, you know, and let you know it's not something crazy. You're not going to die. Um, it's a tattoo. It hurts. But you're going to be happy with the outcome, you know, yeah. if you sit through it. And um, I do try to steer people towards starting at an easier spot, you know, the upper arm, the ankle, something like that. But whatever they're set on, I mean, my first one was on my ribs. Um, you know, I wasn't going to change that. So whatever they're set on, as long as I discuss the options with you, I'll, I'll work with anybody on anything, really. Oh, yeah. um, so we talked last episode about like uh tattooer like some tattoo artists don't like to do like lip tattoos or like bottom of the foot tattoos because because they'll fade Um, yeah i wanted to see like your opinion on that like if i agree and i will say this i've only tattooed two inner lips in my entire career um for good reason i've tattooed a number of fingers like the inside of the fingers stuff like that tattooed sides of the foot and it's just a different type of skin it sheds differently sheds a lot more frequently and quickly than other you know your forearm or something like that obviously um and the likelihood for a touch-up with something like that is so high because of that and also because they stay moist so like it's just bad. It's all around bad for yeah. tattoos. It's not going to hold up well. And if it does, great. But I, I will always try to recommend move it to somewhere else. If you're sold on it, I'll do it. Um, I usually offer one free touch-up with any tattoo, including those. But beyond that, you're going to pay for it because I'm not going to go three, four times into a spot yeah. You know that I already suggested you shouldn't really go with. Yeah. You know. Um, and then there's people that, that make careers out of doing just those as well. So um, my take, I don't really recommend it, you know, and I don't think it's going to hold up the best that it could for a really solid, clean tattoo, you know? Yeah. And what about, I've heard, I've been to some shops where they don't, um, they don't allow, like they don't, they don't do tattoos on certain parts of the body. Like one shop I went to doesn't do any face tattoos. They don't do any hand tattoos and stuff like that. Is that something that you've ever had at shops you've worked at or? Um, so there, there hasn't been any, um, like regulations for, from like the owner or anything to where, oh, you can't do this. It's open to each individual artist. Um, me personally, I don't tattoo any like private areas. Um, it's just preference also. It's like harder to tattoo areas like that. Um, so I just, I don't even do it. And aside from that, I, I mean, I'll tattoo, Really, anything that is considered general limb area, um, uh, I haven't really tattooed um, many face pieces. I've done a few, so and I'll, and I'll be honest with people about that as well if they're looking for it. But I've done everything from neck down pretty frequently um, to where I feel comfortable, even with like hands and stuff. Nice. Um, but yeah. I won't turn away much. Just really only the private area stuff. I'm not interested in tattooing. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, 
as far as like colors, colors and stuff go as a tattoo artist, do you have to like, do you have to buy your own colors or, I mean, obviously, yeah, obviously you do, but I meant like, uh, can you, can you work towards like a, like a sponsorship, sponsorship or, or like a deal? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, so I actually have one sponsorship, uh, from a company called Peak Needles. Um, and so I get discounted needles, obviously, um, I'm working towards some other sponsorships. You can get ones and you have to be like really top tier tattooer to get like a bunch of free stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But you can, they're out there. It's just a matter of accomplishing really, really good clean work and advertising it in a way to where these companies will see you. A lot of that comes with doing conventions as well. A lot of sponsorships will require uh, there's one I forget what brand it is, but they require 12 conventions a year, so that's that's one a month, yeah. you know. Jeez, so at that point, you're you're a convention artist. You're not uh, usually you'll have a home shop or something, but um, you're not really there, you know. Yeah. Um, so I am working towards gaining a few specific ones that would really benefit me, but. Aside from that, I just buy everything else that I need yeah. or what I feel would help me best. Yeah. True that. Um, our, I wonder, with all the tattoo shows there are, like LA Inc. and Miami Inc. Yeah. and all those shows, uh, in the in the like general tattoo artist like community, I guess, is there any... Because I'm sure they're awesome in a lot of ways to like... I've heard someone say it's cool because they like kind of like ease the stigma of tattoos a little bit because if the general public sees shows like that they're like whoa tattoos are actually an art form and they're actually really awesome yeah, yeah. but is there anything about those shows that are kind of like cringy like because with skateboarding like sometimes when it's on tv it's like eh, there's certain things you kind of yeah cringe at. for sure yeah um so i will say there's a pro and con to those it does normalize it i feel like to where you know even older people will watch it because it has entertainment value um and so, yeah, I guess it is broadening the idea and concept of tattooing, but it is cringy to where it's more of a reality show than it is an actual, like, you know, documentary on tattooing or something. And it, and it brings a lot of negatives because people think that your full back is going to be done in two hours, you know, or, <laughs> or something like that. And so... um You'll, you'll see a lot of bad benefits from it with people walking in the shop uneducated on tattoos. And then you try to say, well, no, that's going to take five sessions. And, well, not on this show, you know? And then it's like, okay, well, it's, it's real life, you know? Um, and I have also kind of through grapevine of people who have met uh, Ink Master participants. And I've met one personally as well. Um, from what I've heard, and I don't quote me because I don't know, obviously, but I've heard there's a lot of staging to what actually happens or who actually stays and goes. Um, so it's not an organic thing based on talent, um, which if that is true, I mean, to me, that's not, I'm a very like wholesome person to where like, I'd want it to be, you know, who has the best talent, but it's what it is. You know, they're making their money and you gotta respect them for that. But um, the good thing, anybody who goes on the show, your name is known forever, yeah. you know. So. And then that could lead to things like sponsorships. Cause exactly. Like, he works at this shop. Exactly. So whoever's on there, definitely, you know, there's going to be benefits from it. But it is what it is. You know, I, I, I don't really, I don't really have a say in, in 
whether it's great or bad, I just okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Do you have any uh, tattoo artists that you look up to, especially as you were starting? Any like legendary tattoo artists that you are your role models, sort of? Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I, man, I I could name so many. It's crazy. Uh, the big ones now that I constantly am looking at. Uh, there's a dude, David Vega, who does black and gray portraits, like, like nobody's business. Like, if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's unreal because it's almost scary how, how much depth and realism there is to it. Um, Timmy B, he's a new school artist from Massachusetts, always killing it. Um, look up to a lot of lettering guys as well. And there's so many I follow, I can't even think right now, but... That's probably one of the bigger things I do follow because with lettering, it's not only just letters that you're looking at. There's so much flow and everything that you can learn just from seeing them. Um, and and then, yeah, there, there was a bunch early on that I looked up to to where I got to a certain point. And I said, well, they're not as great and godly as I thought they were, you know, and so it's it just kept evolving. But those are the two I'll, I'll say right off the bat because that's all. All I can think of, really, you know, that oh, yeah. stick out in my mind. But. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll make sure to tag them, too. We're going to take a quick break, just for the sake of cameras, and we'll have a couple ads for you all to enjoy, but we'll be right back. And I do have one more thing I want to add before we get back to this week's episode, and I'll try to make it brief. So let's say you're a fan of Professor Shred in any aspect, whether it's City of Palms podcast, or my skateboarding YouTube channel, or my art at Shred Grip, or my novel, Helm. If you're a fan of any of these things, me and Danny have always expressed how grateful we are just for any support, whether it's hitting the like button or sharing with a friend or rating us on your favorite apps. All of those things are tremendously helpful. But as of right now, Danny and I have launched a Patreon page if you want to take your support just one step further. And I'm not going to go into all of the tiers of support that you can decide. You can check out the website for yourself. But one thing I will add is any patron of Professor Shred will get a shout out on the podcast every episode and you'll have access to the page so you you'll be able to see everything that we post and there's going to be depending on the tiers there's going to be all sorts of behind the scenes footage and pictures with city of palms podcast there could be bloopers and outtakes for my youtube channel concept art and writing i've never released anywhere else these are going to be things that are only accessible to you so this isn't just like a gofundme and people throwing money at us we want to give you something in return and uh, to show our appreciation for your support and anything you can do is we're grateful for uh, This just gives you one extra step if you want to take that so you there's gonna be links to our patreon page all over social media Check out my Instagram prof shred and you can see everything there. Thank you so much, and we're gonna get back to the episode now All right, so welcome back. We are back from that ad break. Yeah, hope you enjoyed the ads um, So I wanted to get right into the first, like, the reason I had hit you up, I think, yeah, I think you came up on my Instagram as a sponsored thing. And, and really? I, okay. Yeah, I think so. If you'd ever promote anything. I or maybe know. popular page or something. Yeah. And, um. I have promoted. It's good to hear, though, that it actually worked. Yeah. Yeah. I saw this thing. It was, it was like, moving to Naples in June. And it was, like, it was a long time ago. So, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah he's Naples. That's close. And so, I hit you up. But it was the Goku. You did, like, a Super Saiyan. Oh, Goku, yeah, yeah. Form. I was like. Cause I'm super into Dragon Ball Z, so I was like, yeah, yeah. That, that's sick. Um, and I think I hit you up about that first, like something like a Dragon Ball Z piece. Yeah. I wanted to change what I do, but like 
Nah, dude, I, I, bro, I got like a, I don't, dude, I got a whole sleeve. Thing <laughs> out. Like, I, I want you to like, you know, hard on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just want the first one to like start here, but then like, dude, you're, I don't know, dude, those lines and shit, like it's crazy. And dude, Thanks, part, part of the fun that. is planning it. Like you go into him and being like, this is kind of what I'm thinking, and he'll draw something up. And yeah, then you go together. Like that's part of the fun of it. That's real. a really cool part. That's like, yeah, I mean the technical like application is is great you know but obviously the pain and everything associated it gets tedious and especially for me you know like i think the longest i've ever sat and tattooed was like nine hours but it drains a lot out of you so like planning it where you just go back and forth and a drawing and you know discussing it it's a lot of fun to accomplish something and see it come to life you know especially on a, a large scale like sleeve or something like that you know do you ever um like uh, whenever you're wanting to experiment, like you said, with tattoos, you kind of just got to jump into it. There's not a whole lot of like, you know, practice. So if you're trying to practice yeah. a new style or something like that, um, how do you normally go about like getting a body to practice that on? Um, so, well, I will say my wife, like she's super cool and uh, she, she would get tattooed every day if she could. And so <laughs> if there's something I'm like, really, okay, I, I got to try this, which not usually is there that much of a, yeah. a hurdle. Um, she'll kind of let me play with some techniques and stuff like that to learn it. But, um, what I found is that as long as you learn the application, which I feel really solid in how I apply tattoos, um, styles really come down to just how you draw it out and learning the art aspect of it. And so if I want to learn, say, I don't know, Japanese, I don't do really any Japanese stuff. I would just study Japanese for a while. I would try drawing out like a few different things and then once I get something I look at and I say okay wow this I feel like I really nailed Japanese style then I'll show some other artists I'll show my wife you know my family stuff like that and if they all agree yeah that looks good and like I don't see anything wrong with it then applying it's really it just comes down to line work and shading like anything else so um yeah it's if I do need to practice anything She'll kind of say, like, yeah, you can include something or not. And uh, then just drawing it is the big hurdle. So so you do, do you still, now that you have make a living off of art, do you draw all the time now just for fun? Or is it mostly, like, work-related? You know what? I need, to, um, I need to get back into drawing for fun. I just really, I mean, we have a two-year-old baby. A lot of the time is dedicated to her. Um and so it has become mostly just work-related art. Um, I recently did start painting, though, and trying to get some paintings prepared um, because I'm going to kind of consider it a gallery as well to where I can sell just art and, like, prints and stuff like that. Um, but the days of, like, staying up real late to just draw for fun are kind of gone um, every now and then, like, uh, like what I drew there for you guys, you know, like... Um, that was fun and I took time uh, I stayed up late to do it just because one I want to practice lettering more um, and yeah I do like to do it but it's just a matter of finding the time now yeah it must be tough to do that um it's yeah I mean it's awesome it's not like there's any point where I'm like oh man I wish I could just draw instead you know yeah, like yeah, I like she's great and um, I love every aspect of it but yeah you make sacrifices for the priorities you know and so um definitely it, it hasn't affected me to where i can't accomplish my job and do it well so i still take the time on work-related art to do it 
efficiently and the, the best that I can. But yeah, the fun, uh, fun drawing once in a while now. Yeah. True. Yeah. How old are you? 26. 26. Yeah, I just turned 26, August 31st. True. Yeah. yeah. Well, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. That just passed. Yeah, you had a, you had made this, uh, which I think is amazing. I want to show the viewers like huge yeah, thank you to that because like we we had been wanting to get art in here and like I don't know how you <laughs> knew like our style and shit, but dude, that like. That speaks to That's you. That's an artist. Right? I, I used to study. Love that, awesome. I'm glad that you like it. I uh, I thought I didn't want to just come on here and, and being my first podcast, you know, I uh, just wanted to say thanks for even considering me to, to be on here. So I figured, why not? You know, you guys are artists. I've seen you doing, uh, you know, spray paint, grip paint stuff. And um, I just like looking at your pages both, I figured kind of like street style you know i seen you blow i don't know if you skateboard as well but i seen you on there yeah so i just figured do something street art and maybe you'll like it you know yeah, dude, you either can, way you can uh, have it yeah we yeah, love it thank you um, and we're definitely yeah. we're, we're trying to redesign the studio a little bit so we can put more like local artists and just like kind of deck the place out and that's sure. a great start awesome thank <laughs> yeah, you and, i appreciate and we'll it definitely, definitely stop of course it stops of course it does. yes <laughs> we'll definitely like if you're interested we'll definitely have you back in for more episodes because like as i get tattooed by you i think it'd be cool to like just have you in here to like yeah. oh yeah absolutely this. absolutely especially uh i know you were talking about a lettering piece um the like I, I have a few people already scheduled um but i would love to do like some really dope custom lettering piece and, oh, yeah. and put that on you you know um that's one of my favorites always has been just because of the graffiti interest like even earlier in life um and one more guy you can write down to I, I just now thought of his name's big Mees. i've looked at a lot of his stuff he's like one of the best in the world lettering um but I, i've bought some videos and stuff earlier on and yeah, i learned a lot from him and i just constantly been progressing in that and so i, I love to try new styles and stuff so oh, yeah. that'll be really cool one one thing that has been worrying me too, because um, I'm like super excited for it, but I'm like I was telling him like I've been looking at my arm, bro, and so the, the word Lombardo that's kind of a long word. To, it like, is, yeah. Do you think that's straight? Because I'll just I'll get that <laughs> out the way right here. Like, you think is that long? Because we could shave that if that gives you. <laughs> well, here's what we could do: is like I I could draw it to fit because okay. I'll take a picture okay. of your arm, I'll draw over it on Procreate. Um, which the iPad makes it so easy now because you don't have to make tracings and stuff. You just take the photo. Um, but I'll draw it out to where the lettering style fits. And I'll probably arc it to fit the shape of your bicep. Um, and then do like filigree or something underneath it to fill the area. Um, if you're interested in that. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it'll, it'll fit. We'll make it okay, work. And uh, I will say though, that's, I mean, that's one of my, my uh, worst areas. So <laughs> Um, you'll definitely have some fun with it, but oh, yeah. we'll, yeah, we'll get it done. Yeah. yeah. It, it hurts a lot too. Just be ready. This area hurts quite a bit. Dude, you said yeah. that about eyebrows and then I got my eyebrows threaded and it didn't And it was great, right? So I'm going to keep telling you that's going to hurt so bad. You're not even going to be able to, you're going to pass. No, I'm just kidding. No, but no, for real, like with this, one of the most painful parts was this little bit. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was huge. When, when I got this done here, my, my buddy Chris was doing it for me and, um, I was at a different shop at the time, but the sh our shops were right around the corner from each other. And so he came into like a mini guest spot in my shop and tattooed me. And I think we were there till like 630 in the morning or something. It took like six or seven hours 
and we took a lot of breaks and stuff because I was hurting and um and there, there's like certain numbing things you can use but they only work on broken skin so you can only apply it like four or five hours into a piece when the skin's really open um I made him use like two or three different ones and and I couldn't feel my arm for like I think like 12 hours or something it was awesome but uh yeah we left super early in the morning and went to Waffle House and and uh I was like, man, I'm not getting the other side done after that. But <laughs> I, I feel like I have enough now, though, to where I don't really need to keep going too much. I'll just get the general spots that don't hurt too bad. So. For sure. Yeah. yeah. You'll be able to handle it. Like, it, it's, it hurts a lot, but you can get through it. Not for sure. Yeah. Not, I'll say 99% of the time, a first tattoo, uh, I always hear, oh, it's not as bad as I thought. Yeah. Because you psych yourself out. A lot of, a lot of it is just anxiety, and so it goes and, away immediately. Yeah. And if you go into it thinking it's going to hurt, like, unbearably bad, it's once the needle goes in, you're like, okay, okay, that's not that bad, that's not that bad. But when it really starts yeah. hurting is, like, with my rib, that one, I didn't think I'd be able to last the whole, like, six hours or whatever, because, yeah. like, the black work, like, that hurts, like, like a normal tattoo, like, doing all the line work and stuff, and then, like, the first bit of shading, like, all right, it's starting to swell a little bit. Sure, like, but then once he started doing the um oh damn okay the neon yeah once he started doing damn, the neon that was after like a second break so my shit was all jiggly hell <laughs> and, yeah and then dude. he started doing the color and then the one by the time he got to the white at the end i was like jesus but i got through it in one session so it's all oh yeah that's sick um yeah that's really cool i love the neon stuff too yeah and that was that's part of the reason i asked about the experimentation because this was something that i did get for a little bit cheaper but um it was because he was trying something new and he knew how much I like his style and stuff. And yeah, he, think, yeah. he thought that I'd be down for something like that. So he, he's usually just does black work, black and gray, but he's been trying out stuff like this, like with color and neon and whatnot. And, um, he's been doing really awesome stuff now on his Instagram, but I was one of the first people to kind of, he, he had to test that out. Oh on. yeah. Yeah. I'll have to get his Instagram from you too. Cause yeah. I like connecting with new artists and stuff, mm-hmm. especially in the area. So, um, and one thing I was going to say too, for, for lettering, um, a lot of what it is is just line work. Um, and you establish the line work, and then uh, honestly, with a lot of the lettering that I do, I do kind of like liner whip shading. So you use the same needle, and it's just a different technique of how you shade it, and it goes pretty quickly. So um, it shouldn't be anything too crazy where you're sitting there for you know five or six hours. So yeah, yeah, yeah I'm looking be, forward to it for sure. Be pretty bearable, yeah. And so is this shop? Um, you got your business cards here. Is this, this is your shop? Yes, sir. Private yeah. studio. So you made the move. That's your own shop. Catharsis Tattoo. It, and I actually have the word catharsis tattooed on me. I've had it for years before oh, I even thought of this. Wow. When the time came to um, make my own studio, I was like, oh, it would be a cool name. you know. And I threw around a couple ideas and I'm like, wait. I said it's been behind me the whole time. And so... Uh, I was like, catharsis would be sick. And I just thought that was a cool name. And what it means is like renewal um, through art or some type of expression. So it just fits to me, you know. And um, I actually came up with a slogan just by chance, uh, create your own catharsis. And so basically, what does it mean to you to get tattooed or what is it doing for you? Because I know it's a really sentimental thing for people, especially if it's a memorial or something like that. Um, So I came up with that and then... Uh, finally found a place. You know, the zoning's crazy here, but yeah, it just all started coming together. And yeah, so so it was a it was a big move because, like I said, I had seen probably six, at least six months ago is when I seen that thing, and I can only yeah. imagine like 
like how that is especially just like naples is not a cheap area like you could have went to like you know naples is like the higher end area of like down here like north fort myers is like cheaper but like you hit that yeah for sure Uh, i think the biggest thing well my parents live here so we were moving closer to them second thing is just wanting a safe environment for my family Uh, i don't want to go to I've seen a lot of bad areas in Fort Myers and stuff yeah. like that. We actually used to live in Cape Coral, too, and okay. we moved back to Rhode Island from there because it was just well, the school and everything. I was in, I think, sixth or seventh grade, and the school is a private school, too, and it was like, I mean, there was kids like bringing guns to school and stuff. It was crazy. And so we moved back, but, um, yeah, I know the, the cost of living and everything is a huge difference, but what I'm hoping is that I can create this higher-end private appointment only studio to where yeah you're not going to walk in same day you're not going to be able to just like have the flash art options or anything like that but it's going to be somewhere where you know okay this is a high-end area i can go to this high-end place and and have an experience that's i I tried to mold it after uh experience i would like to have as a customer um it's not going to be like anything else or at least anything else that I've seen. Um, and so I won't disclose like any of how I'm going to set it up because I'm trying to keep it a secret till I upload uh, like the final photos and videos and stuff. But it's going to be like you're going to walk in and, and say, OK, wow. I can't wait, dude. I, I, know. Know, you, I know you got some crazy stuff. Yeah. I, will, so, yeah. I will say uh, we just had the floors done and we did like the, the high shine epoxy and um i'll shout out uh michael's his name he owns design loft of naples it's a flooring company and he killed it and everybody that walks in the door they say holy shit look at this floor and so that's just the first like i'm all about first impressions that's why even with my card like i spent three days making my card on vistaprint um i want everything that you experience when you come to me to be like okay i gotta talk about this and like that was crazy i gotta go back you know that's that's what i'm aiming for so yeah it sounds like because uh, naples it would be a great area for what you are planning and it sounds like with your branding and your general attitude towards things and stuff it's i i already get that vibe and i haven't even been in the place yet so that's i can't, awesome. I can't yeah. wait to see yeah as soon as it's i mean before i even get anybody in i'll you'll have to have you guys drive out and check it out because yeah, yeah, it's gonna sure. be really cool and i mean even just from i know i said uh online like i felt like i already knew you from watching the podcast and stuff but like you lived up to exactly what I thought you guys would be like. So I, f- I feel <laughs> awesome. like, you know, we'll be friends and definitely uh, come check it out. But um, another thing I want to talk about, if I could for a second, yeah. each each month, and this is an intention I have, I'll have to get established first financially to be able to do so. But I definitely plan on uh, one day each month. I want to, even if I book four or five appointments, first come, first serve to where I'll charge you know, whatever set amount for like some kind of flash design or something I come up with. Um, and I want to take all of the earnings from that one day per month to donate to like some charity in the area that, wow. that I pick that is meaningful to me as well as, you know, I, I know a lot of people, there's certain ones in this area I've seen quite a bit of. So um, I plan on doing that as well. So it's just another thing. I'm not just trying to be a tattoo shop. You know, I really want to, be a part of a bigger just you know yeah. atmospheric movement within the area so i definitely plan to create that energy you know with the shop so 
be awesome. So, you, so you're familiar. You said you lived in Cape Coral and your family's around here. So you're familiar with that area quite pretty well. Um, I like I said, I was young, so I don't really know it. I still use GPS to get everywhere, so um, not too familiar. But I know the area enough from visiting to where there's some key places we go and and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm not like a. I don't consider myself like a local yet yeah. or anything. You know? Are you familiar with some of the artists around here? I'm not. I'm wow, not. that'll be cool. Yeah, and that's that's one thing. And seeing from your posts, some of the people, um, yeah, definitely want to network. Um, even just to know people is cool, you yeah. know, um, and gain ideas. Uh, even from seeing your stuff, like, like wow, you know, I wish I was doing that first, you know, or <laughs> something. Just because it's like, I I tend to do that a lot, where I'll see something really cool, and I'm like, man, I could have thought of that, and yeah. then then you know, selling it or doing something, but. Um, I love it. Is that is that spray paint you're using? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I love spray paint stuff, and I actually want to start doing like graffiti. I know in Pensacola there was a graffiti bridge which was legal to do it there. Wow. Um. So I don't know if there's anywhere around here, but I would yeah. like to start doing that again, or at least some type of art like that. So it's cool that to see you doing that. You know. Yeah, I'm trying to get more into the uh, more like street art type stuff too, because all my stuff is real small and it mainly for like little canvas, skateboard grip tape stuff. Because I make yeah. it all out of stencils and then I spray paint the stencils, but. Yeah. It's a process. Um, one thing I was gonna ask. Oh, what was I gonna? Oh yeah, uh, because there's. Um, I just I, I'm excited for you to like kind of meet some of the artists around here because I've yeah. I I don't know a lot of people, but like the handful of shops I've been to and like people I've ran into, it sounds like uh there's pretty similar goals, and I think it, it'll be a cool like community type effort, even though it's like kind of different cities and whatnot. Like uh, the one what the one shop independent tattoo is where um Colin currently works, and it's um. Like, the vibe in there is kind of like what you're going for. It's a very, like, professional, like, it's just a really cool feeling to walk in there. They, they display local art that you can buy from all the local artists, and it's just it's just beautiful to walk in and see everything yeah. they got set up. And they have really, awesome. really, like, professional, talented artists working out of their shop. So I can't wait to see. I'm sure you also have similar vibes. Yeah, I, I love seeing stuff like that, man. And, uh, yeah, it's just going to be me for as long as I can sustain that. Um what I found in the community as well is it's, it's hard to find somebody that you can trust to work with. Um, unfortunately I've had the experience of a few different people I've worked with that were not the kind of people I'd want. So I just want to avoid any of that. Um, luckily the shop I came from insane. Those guys were great. I was there for three years. Um, never had any issues with them. Um, but being that it was time to move, I just said, I'm going to go solo for, for, an indefinite amount of time you know i'm still young so hopefully in my 40s or something then i'll start adding people and just kind of being the boss you know or the owner yeah. of it um but yeah i want it to be similar to where you walk in and you know you have that wow factor yeah. to it yeah and i think that'll be easy to deliver with just you too rather than like like because with everything yeah. you're trying to set up you know you know Every tattoo that gets done in that place, like it'll have your name on it, where you can say, like, you know, they're yeah. walking out the door with like yeah. the experience that you wanted to give. Them. The quality control will For be sure. there, and uh, just the like personable personability. I don't know if that's a word, but uh, just connecting with people and, and actually showing like an interest in excuse me and what they're trying to achieve as well. And I've I've been really lucky to. Um, have some super meaningful pieces that it's like changes people's lives you know and I love that feeling of, of giving something that you know is never going to go away and you'll always be able to look at it and say like wow you know, that's something so yeah. 
for me, that's the biggest. Uh, and if it's if it's a long tattoo, if you sit with for multiple multiple hours, it's almost like you get you get a connection with that person. You spent so much time with them, they gave you so much pain, and now you got this beautiful piece of yeah, art on yeah, you forever. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, like, it's it's hard for it to be just like a like a disengaged interaction because yeah, if you're there for six hours, you know, you're gonna talk you're gonna say something you know otherwise it's just awkward and I, i've gotten tattooed at a few places where it's like that and you just feel like okay well nothing special yeah, you know so um yeah i i definitely i just want it to be different you know one thing we ask before we wrap up any podcast and it's okay if you don't have any but we ask if you have any ghost stories and or it could be ghost stories paranormal like just unexplainable things that have happened to you okay. and if you don't have any because i don't have any yeah uh, we've had people just tell crazy stories like they saw someone get hit by a car or like we're in a crazy car accident like anything like that but preferably ghost stories if you have that okay yeah i actually do um i'm, I'm a believer of of spiritual interactions and stuff like that i do believe in ghosts um and like my on my mom's side they're Mexican, and so, like, my grandma's very religious and believes in his stuff, and they, they also believe they're, like, somewhat clairvoyant, you know, um, but there's one that I remember the feeling of as well. I, I don't know how old I was, definitely a young child, but we were in the second floor. Um, it was a duplex house, and my grandparents lived downstairs. And we lived upstairs, and it was just me and my mom in the house at the time. And I was standing in the kitchen, and I turned, and I remember there was a guy standing in the in the doorway to the living room, which was like maybe 30 feet from where I was. And I just remember saying, Mom, who's that? And just feeling like my heart sink and like a really deep, like, I don't know if you ever felt like you were going to die, but it was like that kind of feeling. Yeah. And, uh what are you talking about? And she comes walking out of the room and I looked at her and I look back and there's nobody there. And, uh, still to this day, I can feel it. Like I even get like chills inside, like thinking about the, cause I remember the figure. It wasn't distinguishable as who it was, but I just remember like there's somebody there, you know? And that's one of the, I've had like two or three throughout my life, but that's one of the most Jeez. prominent ones. Yeah. That's crazy. I got chills, yo, from that. That's yeah. crazy. It was, it was like, because, and I know a lot of people don't believe in it, but I do, because there has to be something. I mean, you can't just yeah. like, I don't believe it just ends and that's it. There has to be an energy or something. And I think that energy can manifest itself in certain forms. And so I think that it's very possible that ghosts can, you know, be where they died or, you know, whatever. And so, yeah, it was pretty real. And the only, that's part of the reason I asked, because there's some stories that you just hear and it's just like that. Yeah, you dude. can't explain it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, like too yeah. much of a coincidence or, or just too strange of an occurrence. The only like scientific explanation that I've heard that could make sense, but I don't know if about, enough about science to believe it one way or the other is like the string theory, like uh, th those ideas how like it's the crossing over of two realities where like if you see someone, it might even just be like a little apparition of a person. It's like that's a slight crossover of realities or something like that. Yeah. But, but no, I, we've heard stories that that's why I always ask because it's just like, you, you know what? I wanted to bring this up too. My wife said this to me the other day and it like blew my mind a little bit. She said, what if when we have a dream, like the people in the background that you see 
in your dreams that you don't know and they're just kind of like figures what if we're the people in the background of their dreams and like it's an interlinked energy oh, thing. Like you, like you enter into like a dream world. Yeah, like you, like yeah. You go into like <laughs> it's like a like like a virtual world or yeah. something. Like it's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a crazy thought. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, I, I believe in all kinds of stuff like that, and and I would like to actually go and see some places to where I've never considered really haunted. You yeah, know? me too. Yeah, me speaking too. of like, on last episode, she had told us Marco Island, which is like off of Naples. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Naples. There's a, do you know the name of that hotel she had said? No, I don't. I've there's, I'm going to look it up. There's an abandoned hotel on Marco Island. Damn. Where it's just like, yeah, the, the, yeah. I guess they had went, the last, the last guest we had on, and he's all into horror. Like, he, I'm he trying to go. That type of yeah. And especially because I don't, I don't have stories. So, like, I want to, like, you know, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in, like, being scared. So, I want, I'm thinking about, he's not going to, but I'm thinking about staying the night there. Damn. Or doing something crazy, like making a video out of it or something something we're That's at least gonna go that would be sick yeah well the thing is that like i don't know if it's com- it's completely abandoned you said yeah so like my only fear because i would love to do something like that too would be like squatters or something yeah, where, yeah. you know you're gonna find some guy on like pcp or something yeah. That's, you know. yeah for sure but um yeah I, I love like both me and my wife love horror we're always watching like different horror films and stuff like that and um i know i would love to go to some uh scary places too you know have you seen um the new it movies yeah yeah we went the other you saw the new one last week yeah did you like it yeah it was she said that it they changed it so much from the book because she she likes to read yeah and she just read that right before we went um that she wasn't really too sold on the changes they made Mm -hmm. but for me not having read and seeing the first one recently as well um I thought it was pretty cool. Some of the animation gets a little cheesy, but yeah, yeah, some of the yeah. That's but cool. overall, it's a good movie. I just love. Um, I didn't think that I would love Pennywise. Uh, I always thought like oh, I'm never gonna watch that, you know. But then she showed me the first one, and I was like, wow, he's pretty creepy. Like yeah, when he's just in the shadows or like just talking, and then when his eye drifts off yeah, and he just he's stops like, talking, it's like okay. You want your boat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, damn, that was good, dude. That was good. Wow, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> start doing impressions that's the second wow. time yeah dude you, you got some killer impressions wow you. yeah that was good what was the other one you did george bush i think right <laughs> I yeah i was just talking about the tessatron one it was george bush george bush yeah it was pretty good dude yeah and um i compared it to the movies too and like um there's you know there's like definitely flaws and whatnot but one thing i like about the new movies is like it's hard for me to find a horror movie where i actually get like creeped out and like get those yeah. chills and this yeah. movie it had like I mean, because it's Stephen King, and you see, he had a cameo in the movie. The dude, the dude no. at the bike, sh- the dude selling him the bike. Oh, so really? Yeah, that was Stephen King. Wow, I didn't yeah, know that. Uh-huh. But That's cool. yeah, because he was so involved in it, it's no surprise to me that it was so creepy. Because they had like the perfect blend of like gross-out horror, where there was like crazy, like the the scene with the things coming out of the yeah, guy's yeah. eyes, and like and then jump scares. I think the jump scares were a little much, but yeah, I liked it. I'm gonna give you that Pennywise yeah. though. I'll give you that canvas Pennywise. Nah, dude, you don't gotta do that. No, for, I will. Cause like I, I do everything with stencils, so like I can reproduce it very easily. And uh, I mean, it's the least I can do. This has been a great episode. You gave us some yeah, art, so damn okay. Well, yeah, I'll trade you for the shirt. Then you can, <laughs> you can do that because I don't want to just take it. That's, That's I appreciate good. that though. All right. Um, but I know you mentioned with Stephen King being there. Uh, do you watch like the Shyamalan movies? Uh. Uh-uh. 
uh he he's like in every movie that he makes and i, I like when they include themselves in it that's just a yeah cool concept. for sure yeah i'm actually i i kind of feel like a like a poser a little bit because i love stephen king and i've read a lot of the books but um there's a lot of stephen king movies that i actually haven't seen so i don't want to like call myself the biggest fan yeah i'm by no means my biggest i i think i've only seen uh it probably i don't know what else i couldn't say well actually um pet cemetery yeah. that was him too yeah okay so she she showed me that recently too but yeah. Was so, that was that the new one of that that you guys have Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that. Was that good? It was uh I'm trying to remember. I think it was just the ending and, and stuff like that. I feel like it left a lot to, to want out of it, but it was pretty good. Pretty creepy. Did you I haven't seen it. I heard good things, but the people I heard good things from aren't super big horror fans. I think it just depends what kind of horror you look for. You know, like some people just want to be scared. Some people want like a great story and stuff yeah. like that. Like I like slasher films. They're terrible stories almost every time, but they're yeah. just, they're interesting. They're fun. You know what I mean? I think I think it just um, it, it created a lot of like things that I would imagine if it happened to me, mm-hmm. and that that's what makes me the most creeped out or or feel a certain way is when. I can relate it to okay yeah, if that happened too. to me, but yeah, yeah, I don't think it was anything like super special, but definitely something to watch. Didn't it have, I think I heard that same comment. Did it have something to do with like children and yeah, stuff? Yeah, because yeah, I haven't seen it, but I heard the person that I heard from, um, they've got kids, and they said that's why it creeped them out. Cause that's the same with me. Is like yeah, like the yeah. movie The Strangers. You remember that movie years ago? It's about I didn't three, see it. just three I, masked people that come yeah. and just like kill these people on a honeymoon in the woods, and it's like that shit that could really and does happen probably all the time. Just yeah. weirdos, you know what I mean? That makes me scared. I'm not too scared of like monsters and stuff like that, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, are you getting ready to wrap up here soon? Yeah, we can touch on anything else though. Like we said, we don't okay. got a time limit. We we'll shoot for an hour. Okay. Either way, we can talk or whatever because it's been great with you guys. But on that episode, you had talked about greatest rappers of all time naming five okay. and i thought about like who mine are all right, let's and i it. had to bring them on here let's hear right. it hopefully i remember them all as i'm saying them uh method man i'd say slug of atmosphere aesop rock um locksmith and oh god who was the last one i've only heard of method man so far i've heard of the other three. Oh, i did Especially Aesop Rock. Oh yeah, well yeah, I've heard, I've heard of him. Yeah. Um, God, who? Oh, Joyner Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that because actually, just like an hour, two hours ago, I was driving my roommate to run some errands, and uh, he was talking about how he doesn't like any contemporary rappers; they're all like trash. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of people that aren't really it's an aggressive like, statement though. I mean, they, they, yeah, I mean, you could you can make an argument both ways, but I there's a lot of contemporaries that I love, and um, I showed him the song "Devil's Work" by Joyner Lucas, and he listened to that. We were listening to it, and then once it got off, he's like, "Who was that?" And I was like, Joanna Lucas, dude, he's he's great, man. Dude, yeah. And I'll say lyricist because yeah. I know you said that. I, I really that's what I look forward to is like the poetic written aspect of For what sure. it is. So yeah, those guys I'd consider my and, top five. At, at least right now I would. Yeah, and um I always this is just my personal preference, but I I always dig whenever um rappers speak a different language. Like especially Spanish because I feel like they can roll their like they can roll their tongue like Jordan Lucas some of his flows are just crazy yeah especially like, when he does like Spanish yeah he puts lyrics, Spanish yeah. lines in there it's dope man I love that yeah like, I actually uh, I met a guy I, I was on leave at home in Rhode Island me and my friend went to this bar and I met this like some like 
dirty looking white guy at the bar and he just like leans over and starts trying to talk to me he's like hey uh you ever heard of this dude and he shows me this card that says joiner lucas on it and i was like and this is i don't even know how many years ago probably like 2013 maybe wow. and i'm like nah man you know i'm kind of like hey, leave me alone like i'm not yeah. trying to talk to you and he's like oh man i'm his manager he's like uh you got to check this dude out. He just put out this song, Ross Capaccioni. And if you ever heard that one about the dude who got shot in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, oh, the story's incredible. But anyway, he's like, you got to check him out, dude. He's going to be big. I'm telling you, he's going to be big. And I'm That's like, crazy. cool, man. Appreciate it. I'll check him out. You know, I'm just kind of blowing this guy off. And uh, and then he's like, for real, take this card. Like, go on Instagram and, and just follow us or whatever. I'm like, cool, man. Thanks. And so I leave. And I, I go and you know, talk shit to my friend. I'm like, this weirdo over here, you know? I said, we'll check him out though on the drive home. And I look it up and it was, I just went on the Instagram. I didn't listen to the song. And sure enough, it was this guy standing with Joyner and, and like that whole page, like the management company, he said and everything. And, uh, then years later, you know, obviously Joyner's huge now. And I'm like, man, I wish I was like, Hey, I'm an artist. You know, like, if you guys ever need anything, let me know. But, but being ignorant, I was just like, nah, man, I'm not trying to talk to you right now. I didn't hear about him until um, he dropped that track, Lucky You, with Eminem. That was the first time I heard about him. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was good. And and I'll be honest, like I, I love early Eminem, but like the recent years, I haven't really listened much. But then that one, when I heard it, I was like, Same okay. I, I liked that album. Because he, he went with Joyner's style on that, and so mm-hmm. it was like, okay, he's he's doing it. You know, he's, yeah, he's back and doing like what he sure, should be yeah, doing, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, it was cool. So before we wrap up, it is getting very hot in here. That's when, like, that's usually a telltale sign of <laughs> yeah, when we're yeah. wrapping shit up. But um, I wanted to ask real quick, cause we're well, I'm kind of like into fighting and shit like that, and I see on okay. your on your, I don't know, I don't know if you just train like that, if you do boxing training, or if you like just getting in the movements of it, or if you've ever fought, or cause um, I, I've never fought in a in a ring or in a school or anything. But, I I have um, never fought in a. Uh like an organized match or anything. I've only sparred. Um, I did like probably a year's worth of mixed martial arts in high school. I didn't do anything in the military. They didn't allow me to really because you have to work. You can't get injured doing something else. Um, and then uh, I last year I spent, I just kind of like got, this wild dream and I told my wife I was like yeah I want to be a pro boxer now and because I always spent a lot of time like not focusing on what I should be I was just chasing like all kinds of dreams trying to get rich quick you know and so I I started just one night I trained every day and then I did it for about a year and um I got hooked up with this team this badass team in Pensacola called um Bad Company and the coach is Mark Kane and everybody that trains there, Heath, this kid Brandon, uh, like all, all these dudes, are, and I could name a ton, but they're just like, if they're not in the UFC, I'll be surprised because these guys are like hardcore. Mm-hmm. And so I managed to get uh, in there because the guy who was training me at title boxing, his name's Mike, um, he introduced me because he was on the team. And so I started training up there with them, getting my ass kicked. And yeah, I just spent a year learning like the foundations of boxing. And then I got to a point where, you know, I wasn't crazy good or anything. I, I just, I started to do, to do better and notice improvements. Um, 
and I think it would take me probably three to four years to get to where I'm like, I consider myself like a danger or anything, but, uh, I got to a point, I was washing dishes actually, and I said, you know, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, I could ruin my hands. I already had like three hand injuries in the time that I was training. I'm like, I tattoo for a living. I can't, like, the only things I need to worry about are my hands and my brain, and I'm putting both of those at risk. And so I, I just decided in that moment, I was like, I can't do this anymore. You know, like, I just need to be content with what I have and what I know. And so I just decided, all right, I'm done. And I just refocused on tattooing and art, you know, and. I was like, it's a good foundation. I'll never lose it, you know, so at least I can protect my family and stuff if I need to. But, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm done being a, a dream chaser, like going off and doing all these crazy things because I'll get hurt and then I won't be able to provide anything, you know. And so, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. What do you what do you do, though? Um, Well, we just like well, his roommate does MMA. Like, he does. Yeah. DJ, what, DJ. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, oh, nice. I yeah. love Jiu Jitsu. So so he's he's done that and got real into it and. But he, he started doing, like, uh, boxing training with us here. Like, we got the focus pads, and we had we all have gloves and mouthpieces and a heavy bag in their garage. So Gabe, that's their roommate. He's, like, the instructor. He'd be doing the one with the focus pads, giving us, like, drills and shit to run through. And we were doing that, like, once a week for a while and then, like, sparring at the end of it. And it, we were just doing that for a little bit and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, it's awesome, man. There's, it's so exhilarating. And to me, like, getting hit, I, I was never, like, afraid to get hit necessarily um it's just like i don't know it it releases this like chemical in my brain of where i'm like all right this is great like i need to keep doing this and so that's why i kept getting drawn back to it and uh yeah i i I know i understand how much fun it is so that's cool yeah, he keeps telling us to go. He he has a a school that he goes to, and he keeps telling us to come out on like a Friday for open mat nights, but. It's yeah, intense, intense. I think Dude, my, you will. You will. <laughs> my favorite was Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I did that the most when I was in high school. Um, and uh, once I learned boxing, though, I was like, all right, this is my favorite now. But I will say, I think Jiu Jitsu is the most practical because most fights go to the ground, and it's just like such a full body, like yeah. everything. Anytime you roll, it's like you're going to be tired. I, I remember uh, I started going to Gracie um, when I was in Pensacola for, I think, a couple months even. And uh, every time for the first, like, five classes, I would puke as soon as we were done because of just how much it took out of me. Yeah, um, yeah it's just it's a workout. For sure. Yeah. Well, we can wrap it up here. It's getting way Wait, do you got anything here. else you want to touch on? Um, not really. I mean, we yeah. definitely have you back. So yeah, definitely gonna have you back. I would love to be back, and I appreciate you guys having me out for the first time too. Um, if I could, I just want to do some shout outs yeah, at the end sure. to, to, to look at that okay. Um, yeah, I, I want to shout out my wife and my daughter, Kylie and Kaya. First off, um, I can't even express the amount of love for them. Obviously, um, my parents—they've helped me out like all of us big time with moving down here and. And setting the business up, they're backing us crazy amount. I can't even. I told my dad I want to buy him a new Corvette someday, <laughs> just like a, as a attempt to repay. Um, Ink Saint Asylum, Brandon, Chris, Gavin. Uh, God, I wish I could. I think Aaron is the new guy. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it just all the dudes I used to train with because we brought them up. Um, just all the the previous customers and new ones that I will have. I'm um, just super excited to to start this process. So. Guitar 
and and to you guys thank you once again very much but hell yeah um do you do you want to plug your instagram yeah oh yeah yeah absolutely um so there's two that i'll plug uh the first one tiny robot pants which is my personal account um i i'm not really using it much anymore um just a little character i created i'm trying to make like a something out of in the future cartoon or something hopefully um and then catharsis tattoos it has an s at the end because the tattoo was taken um so you can go on instagram for that and then catharsis tattoo.com has everything you need to know about my business um yeah i think that's for sure yeah one, that's sufficient. one thing that uh we like to do we did it for like a, we do like local legends um so we can we'll definitely be in touch Dude, we can do like a, a video with with your shop where we like we, we do he puts it on his youtube and we yeah get, we get it just they, to like shout out of involvement people. yeah interaction oh so, damn okay uh, yeah. Yeah, and so what w- once it opens up we'll we'll come down like there maybe and... yeah like when i when we do the consultation or when, whenever or if you want us to ride down there before we could do that um yeah well, we'll just like take a look at the shop and yeah we just make a little like one minute video, video that you put on instagram put and on, on the ads, and our ads oh hell yeah i appreciate that that's yeah. sick yeah, we actually, my dad brought up the idea of as soon as it's done, having someone come in with a drone, because there's like 20 foot ceilings in there, wow. and um, and having them like fly over, and I want a voiceover, just like a a little, yeah. you know, one or two minute video about what I do there. Yeah, and, that'd yeah. be sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Glad, to, awesome. glad to meet you guys, and yeah, like I said, you you met every expectation that I had of, of yeah, yours. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. This was a start of a friendship, dude. I appreciate you coming on here. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. right. Thank you for that. Thank you for the shirts, dude. And thank, thank you for, you for watching, viewer. Yeah, thank you guys for watching. We're spending yeah. a lot of time editing these and whatnot. And be sure to check out our Instagram, at City of Palms Podcast. You can check out me and Danny's personal, but mainly uh, we put highlights and stuff on the City of Palms Instagram. If you don't have time to see the full episode, which you probably do, you can find us on any platform, Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, new YouTube, Facebook, new episodes every single Monday, and uh, this is only the beginning. Yep. Yeah, follow these guys, they're awesome. And uh, one last thing, two to three weeks I should be open, so it will be appointment only, I should be, don't quote me, but uh, email or call and I will set you up when i have the opportunity but yeah follow them because they're they're great y'all better get in there y'all seen it here i want to put you guys on my website too because i'm going to do like a friends page or like a oh, awesome. recommendation so oh, yeah. i'll put i'll put a link to you on there sweet Heck yeah, that, dude. hell yeah all right man thank you guys so much for listening city of Palms podcast episode 28 hit him with that outro biscuit Woo!